This is HPR episode 2482 entitled LCA 2018. Katie McLaughlin. It is hosted by Clinton Roy and is about 42 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is an interview with Katie McLaughlin at Linux.conf.0 2018. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Good morning to all of our listeners. Um, my name is Clinton Roy. I'm here at Linux Conf AU 2018, and I have my first guest for the listeners. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Katie. You may know me as Glazant, G-L-A-S-N-T, on the internet and Twitter and various other mediums. I am the community liaison for LCA 2018, and I'm also running Icon AU this year in Sydney and you should all come along. Am I allowed to plug that early in the podcast? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, for it. Great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might get you on f- again for a separate one just for that <laughs> one. Um, Oops. I, I, I did that last year for Richard and he sort of freaked out a little bit but that's that's totally fine. Huh. <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the broccoli. So, I wasn't aware that you had an official community liaison um, role with the conference. Um, yeah, so I was on the 2016 council and I was the council liaison for LCA and the liaison for the LCA side we happened to end up switching roles because they got on council and I got off council so we sort of just flipped sides and so so just for a little bit of context for our overseas viewers so the way that a lot of the Australian open source conferences run is that there is a umbrella organisation called Linux Australia um, and it has insurance and bank accounts and lots of money and credit card processing stuff and lots of how-to documents and instead of each open source Australian conference setting up all of that administravia um, they can basically just run under the auspices of Linux Australia and get all that stuff for free. Um, That is apparently a fairly unique way of running conferences. Um, Australia seems to do it a little bit differently, like a lot of overseas conferences, um, they seem to have to set up a lot of that stuff individually, so I, I'd just like to, to put that out there yeah. to explain things. It, it is, like, because I've been a sort of auxiliary organiser for a number of years, but now I'm a site chair, the sheer amount of stuff I don't have to muck about with now makes me really appreciative of what the council and the years and years of people who have been on the council have done, which I'm pretty sure you have done your time in the board at some point. Yes, but this is not about me. Um, so what do you have an official role description for community liaison? Um, liaise with the community? <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a... When you run an event, you sort of end up in your own little bubble of things that you want to do and 
you have such positive reinforcement within that grouping of your core organisers that it's helpful to have an outside opinion who understands that, yes, it would be brilliant if you could have elephants turning up in the keynote, but logistically you may not want to have elephants turning up in your keynote, even though you're really, really set on having elephants in your keynote. So on a couple of occasions now, they've just bounced ideas off me and it's like, well, yeah, that could work. Have you thought about doing it maybe this way? Or um, they've asked me for suggestions about little things that might help. Um, But it isn't just an honorary role, although sometimes I never feel like I'm doing enough, but that's my own problem because I always feel like I'm never doing enough no matter what I do. So So can we split up the role into like before the conference and during the conference? Um, So before the conference, there were a couple of meetings every so often where we just touch base, checking how things are going, whether they've got, yes, you've got ticket sales open a couple of months out, you've got your uh, papers are all together and your proposals are all set, yep, you've got this all done in time. Here are a few things we're thinking about, okay, that's okay. Um, But on site, I haven't really been called up to do anything, but by the time the Saturday and the Sunday before LCA rolls around, if things aren't done, you're out of time, so you just let all the the balls that you've set off just roll. And everything's been really well run. But then again, there have been some people that have stepped up to the mark last minute, like our wonderful MC Jack Skinner, who has just been a wonderful, happy, exuberant face for the morning announcements that has really helped with communication, I felt. Um, But everything seems to be running smoothly, but I'm, again, on the outside looking in, but I also know a little bit of how the sausage is made. So so Jack was a a last-minute thing? As far as I'm aware. Oh, okay. But also... He is one who can jump in at the last minute and excels at that. Yeah, it's been... I didn't know that he was asked, but also it's been really useful to have somebody with the stage presence and community-building spirit. That Not that the core organising team for LCA doesn't have that, but Jack's a local. He knows how to speak to an audience and... It's, it's been really delightful to see him on stage every morning. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's important to know not only what you're good at, but what you're also bad at, and to get other people on your team to try and plug those holes. Um, and I love James, and he has a certain presence in a room, but that might not be the sort of presence that you want when introducing a conference. Yeah. I hope he never hears that. You don't have many listeners no, on this podcast, no. It's no. Just, just the entire Hacker Public Radio audience, yep. Yeah, that's... <laughs> a mumble thousand, yeah, of course. No, everything said here is with absolute respect and love. And some people have skills that others don't, but acknowledging that, yes, these things do come together in the end and there are some last-minute adjustments that happen and everything is volunteer-run, so the people that do volunteer are loved and appreciated and thanked enormously but LCA is that kind of community where you can come together and it's it's an annual gathering of like minds and it's a great way to kick off the year of open sourcingnessy things but seeing just people turn up just behind me at the coffee carts and seeing all the lanyards slowly coming out of bags even after the 
exuberance of the penguin dinner last night. It's like we're on the second last day, but people are still like really happy to be here. Yeah, because I sort of, um, I sort of feel that there's it's certainly more with, with with the software. There's a feeling that like if if you're not if you're not good at something, then it's not important. Like if you're not good at documenting stuff, if you're not good at user interface stuff or user experience stuff, it's not important. Rather than uh, realizing that it's important, and I'm not the person to do it, could someone and and then go about ways about finding it out. So similarly with a conference, um, uh, the thing that I always go back to for me personally is. I always get asked when helping to organise things, um, what have you done for the hallway track? And it's like, I don't care about the hallway track. I come to conferences to listen to the talks. Um, I don't come to the conference to socialise. Um, so I make sure that somebody else on whatever team that I'm um, helping with is looking after the hallway track. Um, just because the hallway track is not important to me doesn't mean that it's not important to other people. So um, it's... It, about recognising um, what things actually need to, to, to be there and if you don't care about it, that's totally fine but other people may well care about it. Yeah, I, I believe the great Michael Davies said there are three things you need at every conference. You need a venue, you need speakers and you need an audience. Everything else is just years of adding layers and complexity that... Yes, it's really great and really helpful, but people in this community will self-organise if that particular thing isn't there. Except for AV, AV's kind of important. You can't exactly self-organise AV on the spot. But like hallway tracks and just having a wiki up and then people self-organise around that or having, okay, that's the quiet room, that's the hallway track, here's where the power is and people will organically sort of yeah, make it, the and, spaces happen and it is that sort of community where people realise that if they if they do something then it gets done yeah yeah. and hopefully we don't burn out any particular people who might want to come back and help again in a more official capacity yeah. in later years yeah so are you speaking this year? <clears throat> I can't say oh I spoke at a mini con yes but there may or may not be a slot open today that may uh, or may not be filled by me that hasn't been announced yet right. at time of recording. Gotcha. So the, the mini conferences... So, so we have three days of the main conference and it's a regular style conference where people put in paper... Excuse me. People put in paper proposals and a paper team goes over those proposals and picks the, um, in air quotes, the best papers. Um, but the mini conferences are... A couple of days beforehand where members in the community get to run their own little mini conferences um, and so- somewhat surprisingly to myself this year was the first year that I actually helped run a mini conference um, in previous years all my interactions with mini conferences was getting incredibly frustrated at how disorganized and mismanaged the uh, mini organizers were uh, from a main conference organizer organizational standpoint um so yeah i think for me um the minicomp thing this year worked reasonably well um it was really interesting because the the software that we're using to manage it 
um, it's gotten a lot better over the years, but there's still some uh, issues with, with delegation of privileges. So um, I couldn't actually check to see if our mini-conf speakers had um, paid and registered. I had to ask, um, like, unfortunately, because of the way that things turned out, I ended up having to ask the core conference organisers whether or not that had happened because the um, the main uh, software person was has been sick the last couple of weeks, so um, she couldn't answer those questions. So <laughs> it went up the org chart. So uh, there, there were a lot of things that, that, that happened very quickly once I asked for them, but the communication in the last few days was, was a bit hectic. And it, it, it's that sort of thing where... Um, in like the week leading up to the conference everything is hitting the fan and the poor conference organisers have a feeling a million and one questions um, so the mail requests so I, I mailed in a request to the organisers to be able to do these interviews um, and I've got a, an automated ticket back um, from their um, ticketing system and the ticket number I got was like 1400 and something or other which means that they probably had to deal with 1400 other requests before my request to do some uh, recording so they were dealing with a lot of um, requests in the last few days leading up to things Um, so I don't envy them that and obviously the the lesson out of all of this is making sure that your ticket numbers aren't incremental so you don't expose how much (laughs) blustering when an email from last week has ticket number 1400 and an email from this week has ticket number 3000 yeah so the the thing that the thing the the unexpected thing that worked really nicely for me this year is that the keynote for the overall conference on the day of my mini conference was all about how thinking about open source has helped an entirely different domain improve the way that they do things. So this this was the um, Open Malaria keynote. Um, and for me, that was really, really good because going into our MIDI-Conf... Um, do all you want of, to mention what MIDI-Conf this was? Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, so going into our mini-conf, which was about the, the intersection between the GLAM industries and open source, and GLAM is an acronym for galleries, libraries, archives and museums. Uh, so it was really interesting um, that, that we had, we had a, a really good keynote about the open source malaria project first up, and then we move into our mini-conf, which is all about trying to bring some open source... Um, uh, thoughts, ideas, principles into other industries. So that that was a very unexpected um, event. But yeah, I, that it, it one of those things where everything sort of comes together on the day that you weren't really expecting. So you may or may not be speaking. Gosh, that's mysterious. I did do a mini talk. Yep. Um, I was the last lightning talk in the Art and Tech mini which was an entire day of software and hardware art bits. So we had a talk about the uh, iterative processes of doing 3D printing and mock-ups with balsa wood in two separate talks. We had um, a few different talks talking about uh, actual artists using software to make things with neural networks, a lady who uh, made an interactive tablecloth, 
we had a uh, lady speaking about a crochet coral reef, which was an art installation, and I just did a little talk about um, how I made the mistake in 2014 saying I'd make a bit of software, and then in 2018 I actually made it. <laughs> so I released a project which allows you to take images and turn them into cross-stitch charts. So, but that was a really amazing day where it was just an entire room full of people making art with software and open source stuff and I don't think there's been a mini-comp quite like that before. I, like, it's, it's really interesting because I think, I think a lot of modern tech people don't understand or realise where some of the, the fundamentals of computers came from and not realising that programmed looms way back when were one of the first forms of modern computing that we've got? Uh, LCA in Geelong had um, most of the talk tracks were uh, being held in Deakin University but one of the tracks was held in the Wool Museum which had a jacquard loom and walking up the ramp to the uh, off-site venue we had just looking at this amazing machine it, it was awesome if you haven't seen a jacquard loom before look up uh, videos of it in action on various uh, video streaming websites and other sources of information because it's just seeing that sort of machinery in action with its programmability is an outstanding testament to human ingenuity and, and for memory that one was sort of programmed like a pianola where it's got a, a paper tape that gets fed into it um, and there are holes in that tape and the presence or absence of those holes means that the weft goes under the, under, underneath the, the shuttlecock threads so that the patterns can be created in a, a repeatable manner. Yeah, and from memory, this particular pattern was looped around in a way that it would be continuous. So you set off the machine and it would just create an everlasting pattern so you could get really long pieces of material happening without human intervention saving how many hours of labour if you were to try to do it by hand but also creating some amazing art it was it was quite cool and I may have been late to one talk because I was distracted looking at it once maybe yeah I think it was twice anyway um, yeah it, there have been some discussions about uh, some of the mini comps being clashed um, in, in timetabling with each other so particularly the the, the art uh, mini conference clashing with some of the glam ones, but yeah, but that's okay because there just happens to be an overlap in these different things. But yep. I did see the reducted, redacted dress popping up on um, Twitter, which was great because I held the pocket spot which I advertised both to the open glam mini conf and the art and tech mini conf where. <laughs> I'm in one of those great situations where I live in the city that LCA is hosted, so I could go home every night and I could bring in the next day a sewing machine and we spent a break time adding pockets to things. <laughs> so that was really great. We're holding that again today. Excellent. Cool. Yes, um, because sewing machines are cool. Uh, but... Even when you have the overlap between tracks, having the live communications that have organically formed around Twitter, there's no... Well, I believe there is a 
a matrix and all this sort of stuff, but using Twitter and having various conference hashtags, we've been able to work out that, oh, there is a talk happening in this mini-conf, and there is a talk happening in this mini-conf, and they happen to be related, so let us join these two tracks together in a hallway session, um, which is one of the great things that happens when you have all these like-minded people communicating together across a venue, Um, because I don't think that literally a whole bunch of people turning up outside a talk room adding pockets to things would have happened if not for the wonderfulness of open communication. So, I, we're about 10 minutes away from the first keynote, so I think I'll let you go. Yes, the, today's keynote is going to be wonderful. It's Hugh Blemings, who ah, yes. has a very long history with LCA and LA, and he was my uh, the president on the year that I was on council, so I'd be... I'm going to be in the front row listening <laughs> intently about what he has to say to the audience at large. Um, so you are also the, the head organiser for Bikon Australia in Sydney for the next two years? For the next two years, I have no idea what I was thinking. What did you sign me up for? Which, which <laughs> is obviously something near and dear to my heart because uh, four years ago now, um, I was the organiser of Bikon Australia back in Brisbane. Um, and one and of I- your... PyCon organising in 2015 was my first PyCon, and now I'm organising it. So, so I obviously did something right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I imagine we'll have you back again to talk about that. Uh, so thank you very much uh, this morning for your thoughts on the conference so far. No worries. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.